The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. This episode is brought to you by Bumble. So you want to find someone you're compatible with, specifically someone who's ready for a serious connection, totally open to having kids in the future, is a tall rock climbing Libra, and loves rom-coms with vegan pizzas on Tuesdays just as much as you do. Bumble knows that you know exactly what's right for you. So whatever it is you're looking for, Bumble's features can help you find it. Date now on Bumble. In this episode, Sienna and I are going to talk about sex. So let's get right to it. I'm Sienna. And I'm Toast. We've been partners in life, love, and music since 2001. And we believe life is best lived as a love story. Your love story. After all, to love well is to live well. For more, check out SiennaandToast.com. But for now, here's this episode. Oh my gosh, after 13 years, we're finally going to talk about sex. Can you believe we've been doing this podcast? Well, we started it in 2007. I know. That's a long time. Anyways. I think George W. Bush was, wasn't George W. Bush president? Like I we don't know. It's started a away. this podcast before Obama was president. Okay. Look it up. I know. Okay. It's, I know it's going to bother you. I, I, I'm pretty sure, but I, and I feel I will embarrassed let, to, to, I will let the, the listeners know that I just made Toast and I a fresh organic coffee and it is so delicious because we are using for a creamer Califia brand pecan caramel and it is so delicious so delicious non-dairy creamer I think it's a blend of almond and coconut milk it's so good but it is highly highly sweet so we use a mix of Califia as well as just plain unsweetened coconut milk. So we are ready for this episode. Did you find out? And meanwhile, people are just like, okay, start talking about sex already. Okay. Did you find out? Oh. Uh... Weren't you Googling? <laughs> <laughs> uh... This is just, I'm see, this is how. I'm not good at like keeping it, you know, how sometimes people yeah, have George to w... keep. Oh, like filling time. Yes. Like you couldn't do Ryan Seacrest's no, I job. I not do it. Okay, you are you satisfied? Good, do you need to do anything more about no. who was president in 2007? No. Okay, so that's when we started this podcast is before Obama was president, which just sounds like what? Okay. Um, All right. So thank you for joining us. Thank you for joining us for this episode. Uh, and happy Chinese New Year. Chinese New Year started, the Lunar New Year started. On January 25th, and I believe it goes for several weeks. The Lunar New Year. But we were recently at the, I guess it would be Portland's premier Japanese market. Yeah. Uwajimaya. Yes. What does that mean? Do you know? I don't know. Do you feel like Googling? I No? Sure. Okay. While you Google. <laughs> since, I'm, since I've been doing that so far. <laughs> You're the Googler this yeah. episode. Um, so we went there. We probably go to this Japanese mar market. Are you finding it? No. Okay. See, I'm all distracted. Oh, okay. Reading your Googling. So, so this is, okay. So, ya means store in Japan. So, uwajima, ya, is simply named after the town of 
Uwajima. <laughs> oh, okay. Now, what does Uwajima mean? I don't know. Okay. But that's okay. It's kind of like asking enough. what Portland means, right? It's right. kind of like asking what right. does... Anyway. Okay. You know what? I'm observing that maybe we're a little reluctant to talk about sex. And so we're like talking about all these other things. I feel like we're a bit scattered and hyper. Yeah. I think the hyper is from the coffee. Mm-hmm. And yes, I would say that you're probably accurate. Maybe. Okay. But we're going to plow ahead. But I will say that I, I do have to say that I was delighted when we went to Uwajimaya and saw all of the Chinese New Year decorations up. Everywhere you looked, it was just splashed in beautiful reds and gold, which sounds so gaudy, <laughs> but it's acceptable, right? Especially in Chinese New Year. Yeah, that's what the was colors. Just, it felt like a, like a mini second Christmas. Right, right. Because it was so festive in there. And yeah. they had this, uh, this long table as soon as you entered the, the market that was dedicated to all the celebratory sweets and treats that are consumed in uh, the Chinese New Year. The traditional foods. It was just beautiful. And this is the year of the golden rat. A golden rat. Mm-hmm. It's a golden rat. Oh, I, I don't know why it's golden. Yeah, but I don't know. It's a golden but I'll, rat. I'll go with that. Okay, I'll, I'll accept that. What's kind of interesting is that you'll see a similar display of a lot of red candies in like the drugstore, but that's for Valentine's. Mm. But it kind mm-hmm. of reminds me of the same. It's like okay, everybody's getting ready for the next holiday. That's true. But I was very happy while we were in the Japanese market that two of my favorite fruits on the planet were available. And this would be lychee. Some people call it lychee, right? But lychee. And we're Hawaii people, so cherimoya. we call it lychee. And both lychee and cherimoya was available for fourteen ninety nine a pound. Ay, ay, ay. I know. Ugh. That's what you call, I think the Japanese word for it, it is takai. That means expensive. Really? I think. Yeah. If I recall. Yeah. Too expensive. Anyhow. Anywho. All right. See, that's why in Hawaii, when we move there, ah, we're going to be so much more appreciative and grateful for the quote unquote exotic produce that we just grow up. Oh, we grew I up know. with avocado trees and Papaya trees and banana trees and guava trees in our I, backyard, right? Mango trees, lychee trees, just for free. You just go out there. And people are always, families are always going. Sharing. Like trying to get rid of it, right? right. Because trying they to just too much. They don't want to waste, waste it. Yeah. It is crazy. So it's fourteen kinda, ninety nine a pound. So it kind of, you know, makes you homesick a little bit. I especially know, in their playing Hawaiian music. They played, yes. And I appreciated that so much. And yeah. I feel like. As soon as they started playing Hawaiian music, I felt like I just relaxed. You felt like you're transported yeah, because to I the think islands that again? There is, there is cellular memory of certain songs and kinds of music. Yeah. And so when we hear it later, we have a cellular reaction mm. that then the energy moves pattern into... Reaction. Yeah, and then it's yeah. like, oh, just calm down. It's kind of like the, you know, when you're... When you're living on the mainland and you're flying home, mm-hmm. for whatever reason mm-hmm. you might be flying home, yeah. and the plane lands, and you know how no one pays, no one listens to waiting for the 
for the plane to stop, right? Yeah. Please remain seated right. until the and pilot And you hear all the belts just <laughs> clicking open. Well, Everyone, almost, they're standing up and they're getting ready to leave. Yeah, but anyways, okay. mm. as, we, as we all wait in our odd positions. Yeah, crunched right? down, yeah, ready, half standing, your hand is on the handle. Your butt's on the seat handle, yeah. right? All that stuff. They start playing the Hawaiian music. Mm-hmm. I love that moment. Welcome to... I love that moment. Yeah. yeah. Okay, that's anyway, so true. You're I right. I am so there missing is... home now. Yeah. Oh. All right. That's okay. And you know what I miss too? The sushi. Oh my God. How hard is it the to get sushi. The roll a really good <laughs> sushi know, out here? Know, Come on, Portland. Help so, us. So this... Well, you know what's been neat is like I've been inspired to start cooking more Japanese food. I know it's very exciting, yeah. but I think we should save that for the next okay, episode okay. All right, because all right. there's so much to say okay. about Japanese cooking. Because let's start talking that about you sex. you are getting into. So, yeah. Okay. So on to the topic. Yes. So Toast and I have hesitated um, having sex as a topic for any of our podcasts for a long time, 13 years. <laughs> And not that it's come up so much, but sex is a normal, healthy part of life. Yes. And I think um, you and I have, I guess, grown up since or have allowed more perspectives okay. so that we can feel at least somewhat comfortable sharing the, sharing about this topic today. Okay. Yes. So that is Comfortable what we're doing. enough. Comfortable enough. Yeah. But first, before we get into it. We need to say to our dear family and dear personal friends that also listen to our podcast, this is probably not the podcast you really want to listen to, maybe. (laughs) I don't know. You know, it's like when you know someone, you don't really want to even think of them having sex. And so... This is your off-ramp. This is your exit. Friends, like, I mean... (laughs) Move on. Okay. Okay. Give you a chance to, to yeah, we'll exit give this you a moment. episode. All right. Okay. So anyways. Okay. Now it's just, now it's just the rest of us here. Yes. Now okay. It's the rest of us. So I want to address the, again, the reasons for our, our reluctance to, um, yeah, yeah. to discuss sex as a top a podcast topic. And one of the reasons is because of the unfortunate stereotypical depiction of people in the LGBTQ community in regards to sex. Yeah. I think that for so many years and decades, fortunately, things have been changing. But for a really, really long time, the um, the fixation on what LGBTQ people do in the bedroom was like um, off-putting mm-hmm. and we just didn't want to, it's like, you know what, our fight for equality and our fight to be seen as whole, well-rounded, mm-hmm. legitimate, valid human beings mm-hmm. required us to insist on seeing us as whole people, not just talking about like what our sex lives are like because being lgbtq um of course sex is a part of it but it's just a part 
Mm-hmm. You know, you can be LGBTQ and not even have sex. It's not about what you do in the sex act that makes you LGBTQ, at least for me. Like, it's, it's about how you feel. It's about how you identify inside. It's about how you conceive of yourself and relate to others on a spiritual and energetic level. It's mm-hmm. not just what you do in a sex act. Right. And I right? remember that, I don't know why, I think I was just curious and I was Googling um, gifts for lesbians, some, something like that. Okay. This was like... Like a holiday a few, gift guide. A few years thing? ago. Okay. And... Um, I found several lists of like the top gifts. And so I looked at the most uh, recently put together one. Okay. And it had, for almost all of it, Mm -hmm. everything having to do with sex. So it had certain things like certain toys. It had certain, you know, um, things to enhance your sex life. Aside from toys, tools and potions you know, like and feathery things yeah. and just all kinds of, th- but everything on that gift list mm. where I was curious to look for, like, um, I wonder what, like, what could I get you? Like, what could be yeah. some ideas? Like, yeah. you know, what like, can, a, what like a cool you? knife for a dyke. Yeah. Or like, you know, like <laughs> or the dyke like, list, the like femme list. Hers or... and hers bath towels right, or something. robes or like something. love yes. wins type of stuff. Like, right. right. But you, everything you know? there was like. Like glass dildos, there were like, um, and we don't identify with that. Like, we don't that, and there's nothing wrong with it. But we're we're like, what do you mean we don't identify? Like we don't like if, like, full disclosure, we don't have a glass dildo. Oh right, we don't have a dildo. Right, you know what I mean. So it's like, what? Yeah, not that okay. We're setting ourselves up to sound like we're such such prudes, but we're not. Okay. And this podcast is not about what sex toys we own, right? Right. Okay. <laughs> so I just need to say that. Mm-hmm. Um, but right, we, we do not own any uh, glass dildos. <laughs> Okay, but anyways, of, but okay. So all that's of this, not the point of this of podcast. This, so that whole recent, the all all of this rant that you heard in the past few minutes is just again to shine the light on, you know, we're more than sex. Yeah, every single one of us, whether you're in the LGBTQ community or not, if you are a human being, and to to fixate on on sex and to identify a person based on what sex acts they do. It's like, uh, no, we're, we're, we're way more than that. So that's one of the reasons why we, we decided to not even talk about sex on this podcast in the past. Yeah. Um, however, yeah, we decided it was time to talk about it mm-hmm. to, share maybe other perspectives on it Mm -hmm. because as much as we don't want to be reduced to just um a sex act yeah Mm -hmm. sex is very important yes and i and also too things have changed for the better i think society at large is realizing and is finally coming to be like oh yeah no they're they're just human beings these lesbian yes. people, they're like, wow, yeah, I don't have to freak out, you know. It's like, right. 
about how they're weird when it comes to sex. No, they're just, we're we're all normal people. And we do have to say that we are speaking, obviously, as lesbians. (laughs) (laughs) And from speaking with our good uh, gay guy friends, Mm -hmm. several couples, longstanding relationship couples, the dynamic is very different, I think, when it comes to sex. Uh, we won't get into that because we can't speak on behalf of mm-hmm. our gay guy friends, but we've noticed there are um, there are differences between the energetics and the energetics of sex in a lesbian relationship versus that in a gay guy mm-hmm. relationship. And, yeah, and obviously we're not therapists, we're not psychiatrists yes. or psychologists or relationship counselors by profession, you know, but but we wanted to do this sharing. episode and yeah, and and just speak uh very forthrightly <laughs> about uh about sex. What's helped us? Yeah. What, you know. Okay. So and this, and then, and we're talking about sex in this episode. We're talking about sex within a committed, monogamous relationship. We've been together. So, come come July of this year, twenty twenty, July twenty twenty, we will have been together for nineteen years. So, that's the perspective our, we're coming to this discussion from. Yes. Okay. Are we ready? All right. We're finally ready. It took us so long. I don't know. Oh, boy. Okay. Thought this was going to be easier. Oh, oops. I have one more thing to say, though. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Okay. So, I absolutely believe that out there, there are committed lesbian relationships where possibly sex is not, not that important. Mm-hmm. Right. And yet, maybe those time. relationships are flourishing. Yeah. So I just want to acknowledge that there are probably relationships like that. For us, sex is, it's important. Mm-hmm. We have seen and felt the difference where, when we're not having sex and when we are having sex, how that impacts the rest of our, um, the, the other areas of our lives And so we prefer... And our connection. And our connection. Mm -hmm. And so we prefer and choose a life that has sex in it. Mm -hmm. And and it's important to us. So we make sure to do our best to do the things to prioritize it. Be aware of it. Be aware of it. Um, So I just want to say that. I don't want to claim that sex needs to be important for everybody. Right. But it's important to me. Yeah, we're just acknowledging that this is... there, There are many ways to have... Uh, successful, fulfilling, rewarding relationships. Yes. Um, but if you're interested in uh, our perspective and what's what we've encountered in terms of issues within our relationship, within um, our friends' relationship, don't we're not we're going to keep them private. So, you know, we're not yeah. going to divulge any names or anything. Um, yeah, it's it might be helpful. Okay, okay. so Ready. let's so. First, we want to talk about LBD. What is LBD? It is Lim- not. Oh. <laughs> it is not. Actually, it is. LBD stands for a little black dress, and every woman should have one. But <laughs> it is true. Everyone should have a little black dress, or two, or three, or four. But in the lesbian world, you don't want LBD. 
you don't want LBD because that stands for lesbian bed death. So it's basically a relationship that has no sex in it. It's like the it's kind of like the lesbian version of a sexless marriage. Yes. Right. Yes. Lesbian bed death. And I know we just got through saying that there are probably relationships that I don't know, um, that are flourishing without that. Mm -hmm. But lesbian bed death is something that is real for for couples where their relationship maybe is um, going downhill, possibly due to not having that connection. Right, and not having that connection. Mm -hmm. So, and also, I would say that I think uh, this whole lesbian bed death thing, mm -hmm. like having a sexless relationship... And being dissatisfied with that, yeah, right. Not being like, you know, that's a problem, and um, that's an issue that I think uh, is is a reality or can become a reality for people in more mature relationships, right? Mm -hmm. People who have been together longer, yeah. people who are older, also because hormones. Just your hormones change, play, play a part in that. And you're you not know? just dealing with your own hormones. You're dealing with your partner's hormones as right, well. Right. So it can be, it can get so complex mm -hmm. and um, not to very mention, challenging. Yeah. And not to mention just the increased uh, responsibilities mm -hmm. and, and burdens that mm -hmm. are placed on you as you get older in terms mm -hmm. of, you know, whether it's job or family, mm -hmm. or people who are raising children, yes. people who have more responsibilities, mm -hmm. it, it all impacts our our lives, including our sex lives. Yes. So, yes. And so, so that. And so, you know, Toast and I, you know, you can imagine having been together for almost 19 years now, we've had dry spells, I would say, mm -hmm. but nothing everlasting because sex is a prior is 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 important to us, never really lasting. I mean, not even a month, right? Mm, I don't think so. Yeah. So, but we used to feel like the solution to taking care of and preventing um, LBD LBD is to just schedule it. You just have to schedule sex. You just have to write it in the calendar and just do it. And it's like going to the grocery store. Yeah. <laughs> it's like oh. <laughs> Gotta stock the fridge up. <laughs> and then just by, you know, and whether you feel like doing it or not, just do it. Because and we've done that. Once you start doing it, you're you're happy you started doing <laughs> right, it. Right. And then every time you're done doing it, you never, come on, like you never feel like, oh, I wish we didn't do that. That was a bad decision. Yeah. <laughs> Regret that one. You always, I mean, I would imagine for, this is probably common for most folks, like after you do it, you're like, why don't we do that more often? Yeah. Right? Yeah. So normally the, or the idea has been just schedule it. And so as Toast mentioned, we have done that in the past. Mm -hmm. um, we we still sometimes do it. I don't. We haven't ruled it out. Do, Let me well, say that. Well, we don't that. write it in a calendar. Like, okay, we're going to do it on this day and we're going to do it on that day. Mm -hmm. We don't write it out. Right. But we have. Although we did try that. We did past. try that. Yes. Yeah. In the past, we have tried that. Mm -hmm. Um but I think we have come to a place now where we're realizing that what's more important than that is prioritizing just like connection, 
connecting with your partner. Emotional connection. Emotional, spiritual. Mm-hmm. And when you prioritize that connection, then sex is a natural evolution of that. Mm-hmm. Of just that, you know, um, authentic connection with each other. Right. And really, honestly, ideally, that's what that that's what sex is, right? Yeah, it's an outgrowth of a genuine and authentic connection. Yes. Um, one of the things that has really helped us that we've covered in a previous episode is to be aware of our love languages, to be aware of your your own, and to be aware of your partner's. Yes. And this is a way that. Um, we have found, oh, okay, we can more effectively uh, convey our feelings to each other, mm-hmm. right? And to, to be heard by mm-hmm. the other person and to, to genuinely hear the other person. It, it really fosters this atmosphere of respect um, and, and it helps. I think, I think it's helped us to really feel seen, yeah, by the other person, seen and understood. Because some of the most uh, difficult, most sad, most frustrating things have been to to be trying your hardest to communicate your care for the other person and your good intentions, and then your partner's like not just totally not getting it. Yeah, <laughs> that's. That's really difficult. And that's, yeah, that's been so, us, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so um, you want to make sure you have an idea of what language your partner speaks, mm-hmm. what conveys to them that you love them. Right. Is it quality time? Mm-hmm. Or maybe it's gifts, mm-hmm. giving them gifts. Acts of service. Gifts. I think there was, I think it's acts yeah. of service. So check out love languages mm-hmm. to see what yours might be and what your partner's is. Our intention has always been to uplift, entertain, and encourage people, especially fellow LGBTQers and progressive allies around the world, ever since we first started podcasting in 2007. Over the years, we've continued to get messages from listeners who've shared how this podcast has helped them through difficult times like coming out, rejection from family, dealing with religion, or living in the closet, just helping them feel more understood, less alone, and keeping them going, reminding them and showing them that life is worthwhile. And someone even sent us a cake. That's right. (laughs) It was good too. (laughs) But this is exactly why we do the podcast. Not for the cake. (laughs) (laughs) Because we only got a cake once. We only got a cake once. Yeah. But we've been self-financing this podcast since 2007 for 13 years now. But now, for the first time, we're extending an invitation and a way for you, the listener, to play a part in supporting the podcast. And we thank you so much for your consideration in doing that. And if you decide to contribute, thank you for that, too. And you can do that by going to com slash contribute. You know, another reason that I wanted to mention, I think, that lesbian death lesbian bed death happens so often is because the connection is is between two women yeah that's one of our theories yeah yeah and women nurture 
in so many different ways. So the feminine energy is a nurturing energy, right? It is a nurturing energy. So you can sometimes feel that uh, maybe nothing's missing. Mm-hmm. You know, you feel so nurtured and loved in so many different ways that the sex doesn't feel so, um, I guess, so important mm-hmm. because you do feel the connection in other ways. Yeah. Possibly. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I think so, that's, an, I think that's interesting. And I think maybe that's why lesbian bed death can go on for so long and the relationship can still stay intact. Mm. Because it's, you know, it's fed by those other nurturing ways. Mm. It's that long time companion. Kind of. Right thing. Yeah. It's like, yeah, it's based on that, that friendship. And, of, and I mean, I guess ideally it's always based on that friendship. Right. But I know what you mean with when um, two women, the whole feminine thing, I think um, the feminine way of connecting generally is more there there is a deeper intimacy just inherent in the feminine way of mm-hmm. connecting mm-hmm. and i guess maybe that can replace or make up for the physical intimacy right that might not be happening right, right? Yeah. that's well said yeah yeah and i noticed that for for me look when i've dated guys mm-hmm. in the past i found it was just such a different kind of connection. Mm. And I'm not even talking about sex. I'm talking about just connecting with a guy. Energy-wise. Energy-wise um, versus connecting with women. There's something, well, maybe that's why I'm a lesbian. <laughs> <laughs> maybe. <laughs> yeah, I'd be curious to know from a straight person, you know, okay. like what... Yeah. But then, but they wouldn't know the connection with a woman, right? Unless it was their friend. But anyways, I find, I found that connecting with women was just, it was just available. It was just right there. It felt easy. It was just. Well, that's where the U-Haul joke comes in, right? Because right. it's right. as you soon as two women connect, meet, you it's yeah, like, oh, load up we're the gonna, U-Haul. Yeah. Live together. Have your cat. Have <laughs> oh, your God. cat, your truck, your plaid. You're done. All right. So anyways. Um... Okay. So what I, but what we also wanted to cover is how instead of the just schedule it, it when we're talking about sex, right? About how it's prioritizing the connection and we wanted to go deeper into that and about how really at its essence, sex is it's an expression of this connection. It's about the web of life mm-hmm. and how everything is connected. And um, Sienna, you had brought up how it's it's related to the second chakra, right? So we can talk about right. about that and this whole thing of connection. Yeah, I mean, and I think you know we'll fertility. have to we'll have to have maybe other follow up uh, sex episodes. Okay. Because I feel like I'm sort of um, skirting around certain things that I want to say, but okay. I feel like I don't want to offend anyone. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so, yeah. you or know. Or be misunderstood, right? Yeah. It, takes, so I it feel does like... take time to clarify things to the degree to, to prevent as much misunderstanding as possible. Especially on this topic. 
Yes. So I want right, to, right. hopefully we'll have more opportunities because mm-hmm. I feel a little distracted on other things I might want to say, but I'm like, oh, I'm not saying it. And so anyways, okay, but let's get back to, yes. So second chakra. So I'm in the camp of wanting to say that sex is just so important. So if you are my close personal friend and you have probably heard from me that me telling you to prioritize sex, because I can't tell you how many times that that tends to come up Mm. in discussions with with certain friends. And um, I'm there just championing for Mm. making sure you keep that part of your life alive. Mm. And the reason for that is because to me, sex is so much more than just the that physical act Mm -hmm. that we tend to think. Mm -hmm. Um, And it is a it's it's also much more than just that um, release you know, that physical release, the, even the, the de-stressor, cause mm-hmm. it's such a de-stressor yes. or even, you know, um, Hey, let's have sex because I can't sleep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Let, like put me to sleep yeah. here, right? Yeah. Like I can't sleep. <laughs> so even that, like, you know, it, it's a relaxant, um, all of that is true, but and even, there's more and there's more. Right. And so, you know, part of me being a pusher for <laughs> sex is that, Sex, as Toast just mentioned, is connected to the second chakra. So we have chakras and um, basically in just simple language, chakras are energy vortexes on the body and they govern certain areas of our life. So it's like how everyone is coming to believe that the body doesn't lie, right? Mm. The body is connected to areas of our lives. Yeah. The subconscious. We're all connected. Everything is connected. Yes. Right? So when you have a physical um, manifestation in your body, it is very often associated to an energetic Mm dis-ease. So it's interesting that the word disease is really dis-ease, and you can often connect it. Mm-hmm. to an energetic part. So whether it's the chakras, whether it's your ethereal body, whatever it might be. So sex um, is in the second chakra of the body, which is below your navel mm-hmm. and above your pubic bone. Okay. So when you think of that area, mm-hmm. right? And anytime you want to energize it, your sexual energy and area, you can imagine that part of your body just breathing in and out. So when you take your breaths in and you exhale, you are focusing that inhalation and exhalation in that portion of the body. And that's really helping to energize your second chakra. Now, why is that so important for us? It's important because the second chakra governs creativity So it's governing what you create in the world. It's Mm. governing your work, your career, what you are um, meant to do in this lifetime. It's also governing not just your sexual relationship, your, your person that you're having sex with, but how you relate to other people in your life. So second chakra is all about relationships, but it's also, um, 
the area for money. Hmm. So that's why, I mean, in a way, you can see how we're so messed up when it comes to these hot topics of sex, money, relationships. relationships. You know, it can get so confusing, but it's all second second chakra related. So when you work on one area, so whether it's actually making sure you prioritize connection with your partner and you make sure to have sex, believe that using the energy in that way is going to energize these other areas of your life, Mm. how you create your money life, your other relationships in your life. Mm. You know, it just fortifies that part of your energetic body Mm. that then bleeds out into the rest of your life. Oh, and something I forgot to share earlier is that even though Toast and I don't um, don't regularly like schedule, make sure sex is in the schedule, mm-hmm. what we still absolutely do, though, is we do write down when we've done it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's super important. It's because... like a scrapbook of sex. Well, <laughs> why it's... It's it, not. It's, it's not. important. It's just a mark of like, whoa. It's important because it you need... Day. A black and white, you need a measure of, you know, how are you doing it or you're not doing it? Because don't rely on your memory. Yeah, because it's a reality check. Yeah, because sometimes I'll, I'll be like, gosh, we have not done it in like, I don't know, a month. But then I'll look and it's like, oh, it's been two weeks. Yeah, two weeks or one week or whatever it might be. And so you want to have a measure that is accurate. <laughs> It's helpful to have. rely on your mind. Yeah, yeah. Right. Let's leave it at that for now. Okay. <sighs> All right. So let Toby. me just say thank you for staying with us. Hope if you, you enjoyed have. this sex episode. <laughs> and hope you found something useful in this episode. So happy to be on this journey with you all. And until next time. This is Sienna, and this is Toast, encouraging you, supporting you, live your love story. I'm Rachel Corpus, an angel communicator, psychic medium, and host of the Angel Talk podcast. This show is meant to help you remember who you are, a limitless being with shoes and socks on. And along the way, we'll connect to people on the other side and experts in the field like authors, healers, animal communicators, and more. Listen to all my shows at Mind Body Spirit FM or wherever you get your podcasts.